three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Mentality. We're your hosts. My name is Harris. And my name is Sarai. And our podcast is all about mental health, advice, relationships, and personal struggles. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to our podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back again. Also, don't forget to follow, share, and download on all social media and streaming services. You'll find us at Raw Mentality Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Raw Mentality Podcast. And let's go ahead and get into our show. Let's get into it. podcast hello everyone and today we got a returning guest with us he was on our previous episode uh last episode of season one we got our friend zach merkin over here <laughs> hello yeah. there live and in the flesh in the studio how you doing sir i'm good good you know can't complain i hear you very uh nice casual sunday so our meetup today on the podcast on the episode is kind of a situation of circumstance we kind of just uh met up that's right so originally it was just going to be me and harris and then uh, Zach asked to come over, and I said, hey, want to be on the podcast? And he was like, yeah. And he so said, here we are. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> so uh, today we're actually going to be talking about a few different things. Really just, want again, want to keep it casual. So um, not going too deep, but a little deep, you know, a little skin deep or something like that. Just below the surface. Just below. Yes, thank you. All right, so to start off, I actually want to go ahead and ask you guys how your week is. Usually that's um, something we do when we have guests. So. It, it was pretty good overall, you know, guys. I appreciate um, the effort of you asking me, you know, this A for effort, you know. A for effort. Um, for effort. But, um. but no, seriously, what's, <laughs> what's, what's been the main struggle of the week for you? Main struggle of the week? Uh, I would say probably just being disciplined about, like, getting up in the morning because I'm the type of dude that hits the snooze button with no remorse. And yeah, I've been struggling with it for a while, but in this week in particular, I've been waking up in the morning and then by the time I hit the snooze button again, it's like, I don't know, like, yeah, 10 o'clock. Well, not, I shouldn't say 11. that late. Yeah, but yeah, it's like 10, 30, 1 11 o'clock. Yeah, in some cases, <laughs> but not all cases. It's been happening to me too. I, I wake yeah. up, I, I woke up today at like 7 a.m. Or yesterday, because she was going to work. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to sleep almost like 10, 15 minutes later. I just literally went up, got up to go take a piss and went back to sleep and woke up at like 12. Mm. I don't much. know why I've been doing that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm not doing anything like throughout the day. Like once I'm up, I'm usually pre- pretty productive. I'm either doing stuff around the house or like I'm going to work or mm-hmm. I'm doing some sort of writing or something. But it's just the struggle of getting up. <laughs> that, that's like the consistent struggle I've been having, I would that's say. Because I think all of our schedules are just so out of whack nowadays. Yeah. What about you? Time isn't real. Um. Honestly, kind of similar. Just really motivating myself to get up and go. Um. It's been easier than like before. I mean, I, I definitely feel a lot more energy than I did before, but I still kind of have like that sense of like, okay, like, you know, it's just like certain aspects of like things make me not want to do anything. You know, if it's like rainy outside, it's like, all right, well, I just want to sit inside all day. And, yeah, it's and been really rainy lately, too, like mm-hmm. especially this yeah. week. I've been feeling that. Yeah, and it's just yeah. kind of been taking me out of it. Extremely dreary. Because if it was like nice and sunny outside, we'd probably be going on walks and like being all mm-hmm. active and like working on our stuff. And I've been working on my stuff, don't get me wrong, but the rainy weather, I'm just waiting for good weather finally, man. And it's kind of pissing me off. 
and I we hear you. continually have shitty weather. But then I also you? I also talked to you guys about this off the pod, but I finally got vaccinated. So that, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that that was that that honestly was a good relief for me and my parents. So I'm I'm glad I went through with it too. You know, a little hesitant about it, but at the same time, I'm gonna trust the doctors in this case. I don't want to be too naive and you know in that aspect, but at the same time, I, I think it's just one step to getting back to some level of normalcy with everything. So right, just kind of took upon doing it. Oh, also, I told told you guys this off podcast too, but I went to the movies for the first time, and that was an experience. You know, it's just different than. You know, sitting home and like binge watching movies or shows. <laughs> it was nice to see an actual like cinematic experience, like like Kong versus um, Godzilla or whatever the hell that movie was. Like, and I'm not, I'm not the type to normally be in those into those sort of like huge blockbuster, like mindless CGI movies. But it was it was cool to just like I said, experience that. You know, I enjoyed it. That's what's nice. up, man. How about you? How was your week, babe? Um, my week's been a little kind of like the mix of you two. Um, I don't really have anything exciting going on. Um, it's really just been dreadful, I feel like. I don't want to do anything. I don't even want to get out of bed. Not because I'm, like, depressed or anything like that. Honestly, nothing major's going on. It's just, like, the weather again. Like, it just isn't, doesn't feel like I have to do something even though I have a lot to do and that's honestly why we took the break that we took I don't know if you guys noticed but we took kind of like a month off from posting and from well we were still kind of recording here and there but we didn't really yeah yeah, we we just really took time off yeah we were kind of just trying to work ahead and Mm -hmm. uh, have some episodes to post so that way like you know we don't have to record and be on the chasing end of you know keeping up with with the posting schedule so we have a few episodes recorded in advance um a few some, interviews some, yeah and a few interviews and some yeah and the main reason why we did that also was also because i had issues keeping up with the content too um mm-hmm. you guys probably heard the last episode we put out it was a collaboration we did with uh the internship that i'm working right now at wjms radio and um that's honestly been taking up a lot of my time, but it's been a lot of fun, and you know I'm still gonna finish it up for the semester. But once that's out and, and over with, we're gonna go back to posting a lot more frequently. So yeah, and then you you recently got a new job, yes? Yeah, I did. I uh, I'm not gonna say where, but yeah, I, I recently got two new jobs. So yes, I'm happy for that. Finally, you know, got some sense of security in my life financially. So yep, that's what's up. Yeah. It's All exciting. Right. So let's go ahead and get on to the first question. Um. I want to go ahead and talk about uh, just dreams that never happened for us, like something that we really wanted, not necessarily goals or anything like that, but something that we thought as a young child and it just never panned out or anything like that. Um, so to start off, Zach, why don't you kick us off here? Um, I'd probably say the biggest one was um, not being able to run track in college because that was, that was probably the biggest dream of mine. And I had, like, the outlandish dream of, like, running in the in the Olympics and shit, like, when I was in seventh grade. But yep. <laughs> you you quickly realize once you get to high school, like, it's yeah, there, level. there's levels to this. And, yeah. like, I wasn't going to be at that level. But, you know, I was <laughs> I, I could I could have definitely ran um, track in college. Gosh. And I really dedicated myself to that sport throughout the years, as I kind of hinted at the last time I was on the podcast. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that was probably the biggest one, just always imagining myself like going to some like 
Big Ten school, running track and stuff. I wasn't even good enough for, like, D1 or anything like that, too. But, yeah, yeah that was probably the biggest dream of mine. Like but You were pretty good at that. Growing up. I, I was fast. You were very good, man. I, I Honestly, I remember you were very dedicated. That was the other thing. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, there were certain humps that you never really got over that I feel like that kind of, like, messed with you, at, like, after. Because you didn't get the chance, like you said, to run in, in, in college. And I feel like had you, like, gone to college and, like, ran, I don't know. It would be a lot different for you, like, right now. You'd probably be still in college running, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, it's I'm I'm kind of actually graduating. I'm, I think I'd be damn near graduating. But yeah, it's it's kind of whatever. You know, I'm I'm at peace with it. You know, yeah, I hear you, and that's the most important part is is being at peace with it. Kind of to piggyback off you, um, I had a similar childhood dream. Mine was always to be in the NBA. See, I, re- I realized that from the jump. Like, hell no, I'm not going to the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> but see, but, okay, but here's the thing. You see, like, smaller guys, though, like Muggsy Bogues, the thing like is, Nate Robinson. In, they're insanely athletic. In yeah. comparison to you, Ridiculously I, in comparison athletic. to you, I, I started playing basketball at, like, 7th, 6th grade. And yeah. you started in, like, what, like, 1st, 2nd grade? So Yeah, but I was ass up until, no, but like, maybe 8th grade. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, I think every kid, like, growing up just imagines imagines themselves playing in, in like, the some NBA. big league, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I agree. So there's agree. that factor for you. But for me, I don't know. I just, basketball was, like, the main thing I took seriously before music. Right. Because before music, it was just a lot of dedication to basketball. And you were there for a lot of it, too. Like, you saw me in the gym every day, like... I'd be lifting weights. I'd be doing all that shit. You know, just that's, that's trying what put, to get that's, better. That's what pushed me to start playing, and you know, like, yeah. get really? better at my own game. But yeah, I was never delusional enough to be like, oh yeah, I'm making the league. I was. <laughs> I was. I was pretty athletic for like the age and for my size, I guess. Um, I mean, but obviously, obviously not enough to get into no NBA or anything like that. No but hoop dreams for Harry boy. It was fun. <laughs> I'm glad that honestly, I got what I did get out of basketball, though. Um, just a sense of like you know work ethic, um, never really wanting to give up. And if you really want something, you have to really try hard for it. I got that more so just from playing basketball with you know people and practicing on my own than I did from organized basketball. I feel you on that. Organized basketball was trash, and that's honestly what killed my dream. Um, hmm. Some people will disagree and say you know organized basketball is where all the fun is, but I think honestly it's in street ball. It just, sucked the fun out of it for it me does. too. It does. It really does. Because you see how political things get, and we've talked about that before, but. That's mm-hmm. besides the point. That was years ago now, and at this yeah. point, like, it doesn't even matter because I'm doing music. But, yeah, that was probably the biggest one for me. Really? Yeah. Just, like, I always I always imagined myself in some kind of sports mm-hmm. instead of being an artist. That's really funny. Actually, I wanted to be a dancer at some point. That was my thing. Yeah, I remember you telling me. I know. <laughs> like, I, I, I did dance growing up here and there, and, like, I did it on and off. So I kind of just imagined myself going off to, like, um, like I did jazz, I did ballet a little bit. I didn't really like that one. Um, I did hip hop and just like, you know, contemporary, whatever, lyrical. But I just, I really, really liked it. I just kind of hated people staring at me. So that's why I didn't, like, I didn't keep doing it. I think the most, like, recent one that I did, or I guess like the most organized one that I did, was in eighth grade when I did palms at school, but I again I just didn't really like it that much, and then um, just here and there, a few like. Okay, so what was the main difference between like palms and all the other dancing stuff, or like cheerleading, for example? I don't know. I, that might be a stupid question, but I always wondered. No, like what, what? Like what is the distinct difference? I honestly don't know either. <laughs> That's okay. Always so, wanted to know. I, mean, I always thought they were the same. No, so. I mean, it depends because some some people do them this like 
kind of more similarly. But Palms was actually like dance dancing. At least it wasn't like the middle school that we went to, Zach and I. Um, but the cheerleading is like actual like cheering, if that makes sense. That probably doesn't with, make with sense all, to you. With, with all the stunts involved and, and yes, such. Yes, and okay. like the, the actual like saying cheers, like you're yeah. cheering on a team, whereas we were dancing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like we would still go on in the middle of whatever the hell, what is what half do you call it? Time. Halftime. There you go. Thank you. But um, it was just like they they would cheer for them like throughout the game and then in the middle of, you know, like I'm, I don't know any much about cheerleading but you know i know that it's different so yeah that was the main that's the best i could describe it as um other than that i think my only other one that didn't pan out is obviously being a sign language interpreter and i've talked about this on the podcast but my like ultimate goal was obviously to go off to college at Gallaudet in like uh, washington dc and then travel throughout the united states learning different types of sign language dialects in each region because it does change even um, within like American English, if I'm yeah, is that what you call it? Yeah. Um, so it does change region per region, and I just wanted to learn all of them, but obviously I didn't get that chance to. So because of a special someone. Because of Harris, Harris is the fault of all me. Yep. Because <laughs> I wanted to be a goddamn musician, and she threw away her dreams to support mine. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, we're kidding. I I think it was just my choice, you know. At the end of the day. I didn't, I didn't believe in myself. <laughs> yeah, man. See, that seems like a realistic sort of dream, though, in comparison to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, no, definitely. So, <laughs> Our dreams are like one in a million, man. Yeah. It, it's Even so- for, like, super insanely talented people. I mean, my dancing one probably was, because I don't think I would really what, what, pick what, up many Would you ever be things. open to... Um, trying to go back to school for like like sign language interpretation or oh yeah i i think that's something that i'm always gonna have if i get the chance to do at any point in time which i guess if i really wanted to i could go off and do it at any point um which is what kind of really sucks because i know it's within you know arm's length but it again it just it's just something that i have to fully dedicate to and i i don't know that i could Mm-hmm. And plus, again, it comes with like, um, it's actually going to be a question, which maybe I should ask it now, but um, I wanted to see what you guys would think about this. But um, what things? so the question is, what things has your mental health prevented you from doing? And for me, again, it's this, because it, it always brings me back to thinking that I'm not good enough to be a sign language interpreter, that I'll just like free stuff one day. And then it's not even just about me. I've, I've told Harris this offline. We've had talks about this before. Um, if I fail or if I freeze up, if anything like that, it's it's not necessarily um, going to harm me. It's going to harm the person that I'm interpreting for because they won't pick up on what I just like what that person that I'm interpreting them for. Uh, they won't know what they said. And then that that makes me feel like shit, you know. That would make me feel like shit. That's yeah. what's making me not want to do it. Hmm. Like that makes sense. I mean, I've, I've told you this before. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Can you also explain, like, the dancing aspect and how come people watching you dance would bother you? Um, you don't want to go over that. Uh, I, I guess I can like surfacely go over it because I think. You, yeah, because I mean, honestly, you know I, the, I, the I real don't. Fact. I mean, but I don't really know the reason why, like, dancing specifically, though. Like, you don't want to do anymore. When I was doing it, I I was 
I, I think the one that I really like wanted to do m- more of was more of like the hip hoppy, jazzy type of things that where you have to be more like sensual. And I just, I don't know, like at some point I started feeling uncomfortable with those things. Mm. Um, I did do that like, makes sense. yeah, given one, yeah. So I, it just made me feel uncomfortable with people staring at me all the time. So like, obviously they would have to, right? That's the whole point of dancing. So, um, so that's why I stopped because I didn't really like to be looked at and stared at. Um, yeah. What about you guys? Like what has your mental health blocked you off from doing? You want to go ahead for a sec? Uh, you can go ahead first. So for me, um, honestly, I get like this feeling of uh, almost like, this feeling like oh, I'm I'm not good enough and I'll never be good enough before I do anything. And that usually would happen to me like when I was younger, uh, when I was like playing a game of basketball, I'd be like, man, I'm just going to go out there just to suck again. Like, why am I doing this? You know? And then with music, it kind of feel, it kind of felt like, it kind of feels like that before every performance. Like, why am I going to go out there if I'm just going to blow ass? But like if it, it it's different with music because I mean, I guess it was different with basketball, too, because, like, especially when I didn't play necessarily organized basketball at the highest level, like, when we just had fun, like, with those, like, little kids organizations, like SAA and stuff, it was pretty fun. And, you know, that was, that was what kept it cool for me. And, you know, you would have those times when you were playing basketball that was like, okay, like, you know, you thought you were going to suck, but you actually played really well. And yeah. that, that was especially like that for me in eighth grade. And I kind of get that feeling with music now every time that I perform or make a song. Whereas, like, with basketball, once we grew out of, like, that age group to play SIA, you know, and, and really, like, for it to mean anything to us. Um, and then we started playing, like, I started playing in high school. I started seeing, like, okay, I really don't enjoy this. And that's kind of what, what got basketball out of the way for me was just kind of, you know, not wanting to be a laughing stock anymore. Like, you know, I would work my ass off practicing all the time. And I get it. You have to work your ass off for anything in life and, and really go through the shits. But it just kind of felt too political for me on top of that so I was just like you know I'm out and you know I'm not gonna lie I still get that that's my phone um but I I still get that feeling with music but like I said it's it's a lot different because I just feel like you have a lot more control there's not as much politics in it necessarily from a certain point of view and yeah I'm just I I don't know I'm I'm less afraid of failure when it comes to music if that makes any sense yeah but more at the same time because I want to be successful in it so basically you, you're kind of describing performance anxiety, like before you actually like, yeah. Do, you, oh yeah, you I actually, get that. yeah. The I, butterflies I, and everything, I get that a lot. But then, but then, well, you're from what you're also describing, it kind of sounds like it snowballs into like an overall, I guess, type of anxiety where. Yeah, it'll we, happen to me like during like even 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 let's say nothing that I really care about, like let's say like an interview for a job, mm-hmm. I'll get like that. Yeah, that's um, natural. A really big test for, you know, a class, even if it's not a huge test, like maybe or like the first day of, of meeting uh, co- co-workers at a job, you know, like the first day, like orientation day. I'll get super nervous. Yeah, I'll get super nervous. Yeah, like the I first to, day is always a it's always I, I'm a always a nervous wreck whenever I start a job the first day. Anytime I have to always. be the best version of myself or try my best at anything, I get nervous because I'm always like I know that I can try my hardest, but like I always feel like something is going to hold me back from being able to do my best, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's me or an outside circumstance. I hear you. I feel like for me, it's it's that also like the first day of something. But it's also like I even if I show you the best thing that I have to offer, you actually won't care as much as I care about, about doing me it. doing it. Yeah. 
So that's why I'm like, well, why am I even doing this? So, yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Zach? What's holding you back? Or what has you, what have you been held back on? What was the, or what The original mean? question? Yeah. What aspect of your mental health has held you back? I think is essentially what it yes, was. Yes, or, I thought it was a specific thing. Like you. Uh, the question was, what, what things has oh, your yeah. mental health prevented you from doing? I'd say the biggest thing, especially over the past few years, was um, music because I, w- I was heavily involved with music for a while. I've always been like a writer. I've always um, written poetry. I've written stories. I've written like damn near novels too, you know, but um, not not saying like I'm published or anything like, but I, I would legit write like novel length books as, as a kid and you know, reading back on some of them, they were a little bit trash, but it's it's whatever. Like, I've always been a writer. It's been probably my favorite outlet of expression, to be honest. And I've always been around music, too. Like, I've always enjoyed um, different genres of music, you know, like from folk to rock to hip-hop. And, you know, just being around Harris from for a lot of years, um, that slowly kind of influenced me more into, like, trying to do hip-hop and trying to, like, write, you know, raps and... Um, do stuff along those lines, and eventually I started, um, you know, doing some music with him, and I was enjoying it for a while. I think I was, like, really finding my sound with it, too, and I think just due, due to a lot of aspects with, in terms of, um, you know, that performance anxiety, um, also just dealing with certain people because you deal with a lot of... Um, you you deal you characters. deal well yeah yeah but <laughs> you deal you deal with a lot of people you know, that have their own motivations more or less yeah and yeah that and that always threw me off because I liked being amongst a group and I liked working towards a group effort yeah a- along with like doing my own individual thing and I just kind of saw how kind of shady it was in certain aspects mm-hmm. you know because people had those type of motivations for themselves more or less and. I think that that anxiety of just like dealing with that shit and just how exhausting it is to be in a social like environment of that sense. Yeah. Kind of really threw me off from like making music and enjoying it. And, you know, like I do have a bunch of music out there and I'm pretty content with most of the music I've put out. But I've kind of taken a hiatus for a minute for because I just. I, I just don't feel like I got much left you know, due to that anxiety of not being content with the sound that I'm necessarily putting out or have put out. Like, I want to really be content with what I'm doing and feel good about the music I'm making before I'm just, like, blindlessly putting stuff that I don't feel good about, you know, because I feel like I was kind of getting to that point, and it was sort of exhausting for me. I agree with you, man. And I definitely feel you, especially on that, like, dealing with people who have their own motivations. Um because it's hard to get other people to care about what you're doing, right, on an individual level, you know? Yeah. It's easier if you have a group goal to work towards, but then you kind of start seeing, like, that group co- that group goal crumbles away the second that, like, one person feels like, oh, why am I not getting what I want out of this right now? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they don't really see—not everyone has the same uh, vision um, as everybody else in the group. And, you know, I kind of know exactly what you're referring to, but out of respect, I'm not really going to say much. That's why I'm kind of leaving yeah. it sort of vague. So. Yeah, no, I hear you. And, and, you know, I definitely, I definitely, like I said, I agree with you. And that's kind of what it felt for me. And I feel better being a, a solo musician 
but just having a group of artists that I can work around with that we don't necessarily are tied to a group together. You know, I feel like it's better that way when it's... I agree it is. When people want to work together just genuinely yeah. and, like, they have their own individual things and they come together to help each other out. I feel like that's the most genuine way that it can work. If you try to put together a group in the music industry, it's always going to crumble. And all, all music groups eventually do, you know? Like, mm -hmm. those groups, like, you, you could bring up so many of them. Um, what was the one with Beyonce and, and the other one? Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. There was the Cheetah Girls. There was... <laughs> Um, and sync. There was what? There was rap groups too that broke up all the time. Didn't the Beatles? Break up? Beatles broke up. I think. Uh, yeah, Wu -Tang, bands break up all the time. Wu Tang broke it's, it's up. Not, it's not yeah. just. It's Daft not, Punk just broke up. Yeah, Daft oh, Punk. Yeah, that was hard that was for hard for, for some people. No, it's not a singular genre type of thing. Like, yeah. you gotta you you kind of have to have more so a singular vision of your own of what you want to put out, and I guess that's. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to find exactly like what I, I want to do exactly with um, my messages, my themes, my my sounds, my voice. And yeah. I think just. Yeah, like I was saying, the social aspect of it was kind of getting too much because you're just you're just frankly dealing with a lot of bullshit, you know, when, you're, when, when, with, when you're working with other people too much, it kind of takes away from your own. I agree. You know, goals and your own mm -hmm. sort of mindset with music. But the thing is, if you find other people who are genuine enough, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great process. Like I, I've been working with my producer Zave, great guy. You know, like we have our own issues every now and then in the studio. Like okay, mm -hmm. like sometimes he might get a little too tipsy to do something, but <laughs> that's you know that's 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 a different story. That's not like toxic. You know what I mean? Not like not like what we not like what we had gone through before. Yeah, um, He's and, and 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 you and I worked pretty well in the past too. Yeah, it's just I, I still feel like we could. I, we, I, we haven't I really too. worked on music. I do at too. All. It's just yeah. I, it's just honestly, I'm not sure exactly what I'm trying to do. Because I don't what, know if you remember. Do you remember to. the vibe like when it would just be me and you in my garage, like and and yeah, not, we always we always got shit done, and we we always put out decent tracks. You know, yeah, yeah you guys wrote pretty good songs together. We were on a roll for a like, good while. Good yeah, songs. we just really didn't have the production and. uh you know the mixing aspects on our side quite yet but yeah. we had the we, we we had the songs there we had you know the ideas yeah pretty concrete and said it's just I guess poorly executed to to a degree but you mm -hmm. know we're we're just kind of learning and kind of going through that process so i think it's also cuz we didn't have a defined roadmap like we were kind of just like yeah. trying to improve on everything without really understanding what we were improving for right you know your dreams so what would you guys say was your thought process when you realized that your dream wasn't going to pan out for me with basketball it was kind of just like it was it was tough to accept that first because i'm not gonna lie to you like when i was playing basketball like you know my family was proud of me you know my dad would be there at every game watching me, you know, cheer me on with my little sister and my and my mom, you know, even if I was on the bench mm -hmm. and I was blowing ass, they'd still be there. Um, so when I realized, okay, like, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to make it to college for this shit, like, I was like, damn, like, that's tough because, like, I really, for, like, the first, like, 16 years of my life, put all my eggs in that basket, you know? I kind of always knew I wanted to do music, um, 
but like I kind of I had like a weird vision in my head like okay like I'll be like Shaq you know go to the NBA and then just do like music on the side like it's like a fun thing and a lot of a lot of NBA players do that but like I was like all right man like once I realized I'm a little ass white boy like I'm only five eight like there's no way if I could be in the NBA. If you think about it, there's only like one successful guy that has done that, and that's like Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is the one example. He's not even to. like majorly successful. Musically, but, but he's he's a super he he's a superstar. But man, he has legit talent at the same rate. Yeah, and, and he's commercial. He's too. commercially viable too. So it's not like hmm. that. That that's why I would say like he's I, he's like the only one other than Shaq that has kind of been able to. KD pull it was off. in the booth a little bit. Yeah, no, there's some there's some of these yeah. NBA players that really are spitting in the booth like that. It's just it's kind of funny to me. I'm not gonna lie. Did you know Kevin Durant and LeBron have a track together? What? I did not know. That. I did not know. Yeah, that. they have a track together. They 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 dropped in like 2012 too. I oh, oh okay, yeah. so sometime. <laughs> so it, it's pretty cool. I, I I'd advise uh, the listeners to check it out if you didn't know about that. We have you know. to check it out too now. I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah. A- NBA sponsor me. Um, NBA sponsor me. What's it, what's it called? LeBron's what is LeBron's podcast called? Um, He's a barbershop, barbershop po- podcast sponsor me. Yeah, he put, does. Putting y'all on, you know. Wow. But yeah, I mean, this. kind of. Yeah. That that was kind of just really it though. But then once I realized, you know, like I want to get into music, everything was kind of all right. You know, it was like I said, and, and then but like once I realized I wanted to do, to do music, just to kind of go back to the point, like it was tough for me because like my family was there for every game, but like you know they saw what it was like with hip hop and they kind of felt uneasy about me doing that mm-hmm. because they felt like you know I was. I guess betraying their teachings, you know, like core Muslim teachings and stuff like that, like, you know, smoke and drink and whatever, um, which I can see why that would, you know, piss them off and worry them. But it ended, I ended up OK. You know, I would like to think. So. I think for me, honestly, it was the same thing. My parents, more specifically my mom, because my dad's more like whatever you went like, I guess they're both like that. Whatever you end up doing, you end up doing and we're OK with it. But. When I was going for sign language, like my mom, like even yesterday, it, oh no no, two days ago, April ninth, my Facebook came back to um, what are you called? Like the memories that they send you every every day. So one of them was my mom's post, and she was talking about how proud she was. She literally said, um, in Spanish, obviously, she posted saying that she was so proud of me that I was studying to be something, and that she was um, like so full of joy like to the bottom sorry i'm trying to translate on the spot so her heart was so full of joy that i was studying something that was going to help so many people out there and i literally started to cry when i when i read that because i'm like dude like i already hate myself like why are you doing this to me (laughs) but um no but seriously that's that's what you think you know like i if you think about it i was supposed to be I'm supposed to be helping people like I it sucks because I know that like my hands can form words you know that's like what and I I don't do it like I'm not helping anybody like I'm literally sitting here on my butt not helping anybody is that my job I don't I mean I should have been my job right I don't know but I'm not doing it and that sucks because again like I could be helping someone but what's stopping me again is literally me effing up in front of the person that I'm supposed to be interpreting for and then you know I don't know honestly I am glad that you said that for real it's true because I I do kind of feel like that with my music like when I'm neglecting it oh yeah like I should be doing this because like there is people that genuinely do listen to my music and actually like it I feel like yeah and like I try to put like a positive message in it in a certain sense like I try not to be you know just putting like mainstream garbage but that's just a different story Right. You know, that's that's every that's every artist in the world. Like 
oh, oh, two weeks ago. Okay, me and Harris, two weeks ago, we went to this Mexican restaurant. The table behind us, there were uh, sign language speakers there, right? They were doing ASL. Um, and I literally, yeah, I yeah, right? So I literally sat there like a creep, being able to understand, but I didn't even work up the courage to say hi to them or like say anything because. I, I froze up, you know, I was like, hey, because then they're going to ask me, like, how did how did you learn? And then I have to explain, like, hey, I was going to class for this. And then because it, it's happened to me before, I've had to explain, like, oh, yeah, I know it. And then I'm not doing anything with it. <laughs> so it's just like awkward. So I didn't even say hi. I don't know. It sucks. But anyway, what about you, Zach? So what's your I mean, like, what's the thought process that you have that you had when your dream when you realized that your dreams weren't going to come true? Like running track and all that. Yeah, that singular dream. I mean, at that point, I kind of knew it wasn't going to happen because it was my senior year and I was enlisted in the army. So it's going into my senior year, you know, I just kind of, I, I shouldn't say I was like whatever with it because I still was really trying to get back to state and actually had a good opportunity to go back. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty content with it, I would say. Um, my senior season didn't go as planned. Like, I got injured, like, early on in outdoor season, and we just had a lot of – we frankly just had a weak, weaker team. Like, a lot of the seniors from, from um, the past year had left. Um, basically, the three guys that I had went to stay with all had graduated that prior year. And I kind of had already accomplished, like, one of my goals and, like, I shouldn't say dream. Oh, yeah, I should say dreams because it was a dream of mine to go to state for or state for track in high school. And that happened, you know, the prior season. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I felt like um, a sense of like, like contentment, I guess, of the situation, like going into my senior year. Yeah. Because um, like I said, going in, I knew that I was pretty much done after this year. Well, I, I didn't know I was at the time that I wasn't going to go through with going into the army like. But basically, I knew I wasn't going to be running um, track in college or anything. So for the most part, I was OK with it. And I just tried to embrace every every moment, you know, because I, 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 I developed some really good bonds, you know, with my teammates. And I, I had a lot of good friends on the team. And, yeah, I just try to stay in the moment with it. OK, so you you like. I was yeah I was pretty much at peace at that point like okay I kind of realized like yeah I'm not going any further and it's kind of on my terms so you know all right so the next thing I want to go ahead and ask you guys is I'm sorry that's okay so the next thing I want to go ahead and ask is really um, how would you say that you've changed as a person um, from childhood to now um, and like genuinely like do you think you've gotten better as person or worse as person or like objectively i think we've talked i think we've talked we, about we've this talked on the show before mm -hmm. for me personally i mean i don't mean to steal the spotlight i don't know if either one of you guys want to start but <laughs> it's okay go ahead i mean just because i know my answer i mean right off the bat is, is i i feel like i've stayed at my core the same person um like i've always been like super just quick to react to things um always had like a huge like a like a big emotional initial emotional response to things like especially if it didn't go my way like you know anger mm. um but like i've always been like genuinely like 
good person. I'd like to believe like I never really intentionally tried to go out of my way to hurt somebody or harm them in any way. And I feel like that's kind of stayed the same for me as a person. Um, I feel like really the only things that have changed for me really is just kind of my perspective on things and the way that I look at the world around me and, and like people around me. Um, I definitely trust a lot less. I definitely question a lot more. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I try to think things through in a more logical way than I did when I was a child. When I was when I was younger, I kind of just, you know, I, I kind of just like felt magic in the air type of thing. That's like the way that I describe it to everybody. Um, you know, Zach knows, like I've, I've talked about it, like, you know, the magic dies, you know, after a certain age. Like, that's just the way that I describe it, like as, as being a child. And um, yeah, man, it's just you, you have to be a lot more clear cut in your way of thinking about things. Um, which I think, I don't know, the question of whether it's better or worse for me, um, it depends on what way you look at it, you know, um, there's a good thing about the innocence of a child, um, but then there's also benefits to having the logical brain of an adult. I think if I had a lot more of those childish aspects of myself, I'd still be, I'd be a lot more creative in things that I'd like to do but I uh, wouldn't be able to follow through with it like I can now so I think essentially I've, I've gotten better as a person I like to say I feel like I've gotten worse as a person as I grow older why do you say that um, I used to blindly believe in people um, I, I used to give out chances like it was nothing that's kind of the same thing I'm saying for myself when I was yeah. a kid yeah I literally would just forgive anything um, I feel like as I grow older, I'm becoming, well, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I used to put up with a lot of crap that I didn't need to grow, like put up with, you know? So in that aspect, I feel like, yeah, I suck, but, um, I don't know. I feel like I could be a little bit more, more like that. Um, because now I'm just like completely like to a certain extent, like I just don't trust anybody anymore. Like. Harris, maybe, but other than that, no. Um, you know, after some time, you, you stop giving chances. You stop trusting people, like you said, Harris. But uh, I feel like what really killed my quote-unquote childhood spirit was uh, just the reliving disappointment, like, time after time after time. Me and Zach were actually talking about family right before we started podcasting. And, you know, like, <laughs> that's a lot of it. Like, I... I, I genuinely thought even just a few years I'm like well if if, if I don't want to have like close uh, quote-unquote closer friends to me like a best friend anymore I at least have my family and now like my family's you know everybody's fighting with everybody so I'm like well then nothing's consistent nothing's stable and obviously I feel like I knew that before but I don't that's making me like more grouchy and more of a bitter person and I think Harris could even tell you guys um like my my fuse has gone shorter and shorter and shorter and and now yeah, i definitely. just yeah it, it, like it sounds funny but it's true and and i just get mad when i didn't used to get mad at things you know like something small can literally like blow me up now and not yelling or anything like that but i i genuinely like it it takes a, a bigger toll on me than it used to when it just shaked it off you know so i don't know i feel like i need to work on my patience now too but other than that, I don't know if I'm a worse person or a better person. 
I just think I, I'm I'm starting to respect myself a little bit more than I did. Why do you think that is? Sorry, like I know I know Zach, you're about to give yours, but like why do you why do you think that is? Why do you think we become more tolerable towards those things, towards certain things as we age, but less tolerable to things that we were more tolerable for as kids? In my situation, honestly, because I was so used to putting up with abuse, uh, not physical abuse necessarily, but mental abuse and and just it was just normal. I didn't even think about it. Like when something when I did something in my family, it was it was like, well, you're terrible. You're shit, basically. Right. But when something was done to me, it was more like you need to forgive right right away because of your religion. Like my religion was I was brought up as Catholic. And I'm not blaming the religion. I'm just blaming, like, not even my parents. I think this is—they were—my my, my parents raised me, I, f- I feel like, a billion times better than they, their parents raised them and so on. Like, abuse has just been um, weaved into, like, how you bring up your family and, and my family. So it was definitely a lot better than what they were raised as. So they were even dealing with stuff. My mom had me at 21. She was young. I don't think they really, like, necessarily matured to uh, the age they were supposed to mature to before they had me with the abuse that they experienced. So it just—it was weaved into me, like, when you do something— you're terrible, but when someone does something to you, you have to forgive them immediately. So that's just what, you know, not, not to put out a pun here, but that's the mentality that I had, you know? So I'm... Um, see what you mean. Yeah. It makes it so hard for you to forgive yourself, too. Yeah, yeah. And to say that I'm proud of myself, we talk about we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what being proud of myself is. Like, I will always, even if I'm the richest person or the most successful person, I will always look at myself like I'm shit I'm because, yeah, I'm not good enough. And and I realized that, and that's what sucks. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I was blinded to it, I don't know. Yeah, it's like family kind of holds you to this standard, but then it it just allows you to hold on to so much unnecessary, you know, crap for years upon years, and then. It's like you realize this when you're you're, you know, getting into your adolescence, and you're like, okay, so how do I let go of all this now? And, and there's there's no easy answer for that at that point, you know. And it's just, it's it's as simple as letting go, but it takes so much to let go and mm-hmm. really forgive yourself like that. Plus, you know, for, for, for for most cases, for stuff that was done to you, not stuff that, you know, you purposely did to um. You know, either affect your yeah, affect yourself or your family. You know, so it's just it's like it's a crappy cycle that mm-hmm. a lot of people are like thrown in, yeah. no, no matter the culture you're brought up in. You yeah. know, and it's almost yeah. as if like they're like, well, you should be grateful that we weren't as abusive as my parents were to me. Yeah, we were know. talking about it before. It's kind of hard to just forgive yourself for a moment of weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, whether regardless whether you were the victim or the I guess perpetrator, if you want to call it in that instance, but yeah. As for me, that's that's you know one of the biggest things is just tough accepting that I was weak at points in my life and almost helpless. Mm-hmm. And you can't forgive yourself for that, so that's why you always feel like you got to work so hard to overcome that. You know, aspect that weak aspect of yourself. You have to be sort of strong and everything, but you can't be. Right. So, what about you, Zach? What would you say that? Uh, what was? Uh, question was how have you changed from the person you were? Yeah. Like basically like yeah, you know what I'm talking. 
What about you, Zach? What would you say? I think the biggest thing that I've noticed with myself is that um, sense of curiosity that I used to have. I, it's, I really don't have it as much anymore. I don't know if it's just me being overall jaded with life, which I kind of am to a degree like now, but um, I don't know. I used to always want to like learn more about whatever it may be, like whatever I came across as a kid, like I always kind of dug myself into like whatever it really was that I happened to be interested in, you know, whether it was like um, history, whether it was like the different cartoons I liked, whether it was... um just different cultures I came across, you know, astronomy, anything, man. But, um, yeah, I don't necessarily have that, like, yearning to want to go out and learn as much. And I kind of hate that because I wish I still had that desire to, you know, continue to learn. And I feel like that's kind of stagnated me to a degree. And I don't know. I'm just trying to get that mojo back I guess <laughs> to, to, I don't know how to gain it back you know that's that's the that's one of the main struggles I think I'm having overall in life at, the, at this point but um I definitely feel like I'm not as naive as I used to be too so I, I think that's an aspect of myself um that has really improved and I'm proud of myself from kind of overcoming because uh like you guys you know I would give out chance after chance and always try to see the good in people even if I clearly saw what a person was doing was wrong, you know, I always try to give, give the benefit of the doubt. And I still do to a degree, but, um, it was just really bad. It, it was just really bad at a point where, um, I don't know. You just, it, it gets to the point where you're, you're taking advantage of yourself by giving people as many chances as you do. And yeah, you just got to, you just got to realize that not everyone has the right intentions for you as, as you do for them as obvious as that sounds. But, um, yeah. So I guess those are kind of the two main things I've noticed. Other than that, I feel like I'm generally who I was as a kid. Um, I was honestly kind of a hype as a kid. So I did have a shit. Think all of us little boys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I had a shit ton of energy. I remember just and it and it comes out in spurts still. Like I I still have that goofy aspect to myself, but here. um, it really has to be dug out now. But besides that, I yeah. feel like I've always been kind of um, somewhat, somewhat the person I am. Always kind of questioning. Always, um, just like naturally kind hearted. Like I've noticed that about myself. Like I I don't even like try to be. Like I'm not even trying to like gloat or anything like that. But I always just try to respect and you know, treat people right. And I think it just confuses the shit out of people sometimes. <laughs> like, cause uh, I think I naturally mm -hmm. drop like damaged people to a degree. And <laughs> mm -hmm. then they're like, okay, like, is he really being nice to me? Or like, right. cause, I, cause I think I, I like I, I, I overdo it at times, but at least I feel some like people take advantage of that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, or people just think it's bullshit. So and they're and that I'm trying to deceive them, like, it, it, you know, so, I yeah. guess, yeah, that's it. So the next question that we had here is, what do you need to accept in your life right now? Um, and I feel like that could be anything. could be like a circumstance that happened to you either in the past or a circumstance of, um, you know, current life. What would you say that you need to accept right now? Mm -hmm. What aspect of your life do you need to accept? And for me, 
I think I don't know. I'll I'll go ahead and take the beginning. <laughs> For me, I like. Sorry, I know, I know, I, like I know. You. I'm head ass because like, but it's just like, I know like I just need to accept the fact that there's stuff that I need to do, and I need to accept the fact that it's okay to not always have the energy to do it, but I need to make sure that I just get back to it once you know I have the chance. Simple I feel as that. That's really it for me. Self-love, but also make sure that you're dedicated to what you want to do so that you follow through Accountability. Yeah. Yeah. Accountability and self-love. I guess that's the best way to put it. Those are the things I need to accept the most in my life right now because I suck at them. Um, so really, I feel like what I need to really remind myself here because I, I remind myself and then in this situation, I, I either forget it or if I remember, I just throw it off to the side because I feel like um, I can't be confrontational enough. Um, I need to, when someone tells me that I can't do something, and Harris low-key kind of does it to me sometimes, but he doesn't realize that he's doing it. I think it's more so the feeling, the the questions that he asks make me feel like he's telling me that I can't do something, but it's really just him wanting to get information about what, I, what I'm saying. Um but it makes me feel like he's questioning like well why do you even want to do that like why like you know and I have to remind myself well he's the one that motivates me to do most things anyway like but in that moment I forget that he's just trying to get more information out of me and not just you know like when I told him I want to volunteer with uh humanity um, what, what is it called humanity we Something they built houses, uh, humanity, something habitat. I don't know. Habitats for humanity. Habitats for humanity. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think he kind of just like questioned it a little bit more, and that made me feel like uneasy. Uh, yeah, I'm, it kind of like okay, this is gonna be stupid, but it, it triggered me. I hate that word. It triggered um, a memory that I had with my mom's boyfriend when he made me feel like I couldn't do something, and that's why I'm like, I even told him, I'm like, stop being like that person's name. And I don't think he meant it that way, but again, my short fuse has been coming out. So, yeah. Um, I think I just need to accept the fact that I'm kind of stuck in the situation I am in right now, like having living with my parents for like essentially the past year. And yeah, initially that really defeated me. And like I talked to you guys about that. Mm -hmm. And. I don't know. It's it's just it's getting to the point where it's like really draining, you know, because st stuff was getting to that point like prior to me having originally moved out. But it's just like getting to that point again, if not really worse. And I mean, I think I'm doing the best with the situation. Like I'm trying to save up money, like I'm trying to build up some credit now, too, and just you know, f figure out other t sources of income, like maybe another job or like going back into like my selling and stuff. But it's just, it's just tiring, like having to, you know, like basically deal with my parents, like, you know, at the, at this age where like normally you'd be in like college in your own dorm or with roommates or like in your situation where it's a couple living together. So it's just, at the end of the day, it's like an awkward situation for both parties, my my parents and you know, myself. And yeah, it's just, I guess me trying to accept that I'm just in this reality right now. And, you know, it's not going to be forever. And eventually I'm going to 
find my own place and stuff. But even then, that's kind of daunting, too. <laughs> like, I am kind of scared of just, like, being on my own like that because I just think of, like, crazy shit happening. Like, I don't know, like an axe fucking murderer, like, coming for no reason to my house and killing me or something. Or me just having, like, a random heart attack and just, like, my fucking cat eating me alive or, like, half conscious or whatever. Yeah, so that's what scares me about, like, living alone and shit, like. Sorry, I laugh when I get nervous. <laughs> no, but I laugh when I get nervous. So. Exactly. That's that's the point I'm getting. I'm just hyperbolizing, you know. Yeah. So either way, just kind of accepting all of that, all of that, I guess. So hmm. Yeah. I think I, I think the other thing I want to accept, honestly, is that I'm I'm too stubborn for my own good. You are sometimes. Sometimes I'm I'm stubborn all the time. Yeah, you are, yeah. I am. I'm an asshole all the time. That's the next question, asshole. Okay. <laughs> Babe. Okay. So um, this is going to be wrapping up our show. This is the last question, I promise. <laughs> um, Really? Let me see. So the last question of the show, just to kind of wrap things up, um, is what positive lessons has struggling with your mental health taught you? And I think that's an important question because you always want to be able to find the light in the darkness um kind of sounds corny but it's true uh zach i want you to answer this one first what would you say what what struggles from your mental health like struggles of just the mental processes that you have have you found some sense some semblance of positivity in if you guys don't mind can i answer first yeah go for it okay um just because i know that i'm gonna forget my answer (laughs) um i feel like the thing that my mental health has taught me the most is honestly how to have layers and who to show them to. Because um, I've cried to people that honestly couldn't give two poops about it. And I've uh, hid myself to people that probably could have maybe been more um, influential in my life. And I just never gave them like my true self to them. So I feel like what it's again, what it's really taught me is to have layers. No. Pick which, pick wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So again, what it's really taught me is to have layers, but show the people that I feel like are going to be really good in, like, in my life and in my growth as a person. Um, I, I don't like. I, I, I just, I just have to decide who to show these layers to more. You know, I, I. I just suck at people skills, I guess. Hi. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I did that on purpose, but um yeah, I just I I want to get to know people deeper and again, that's why I'm doing this podcast. Like if if anyone wants to be my friend out there, please hit me up because <laughs> me too. <laughs> um but yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's what I want. That's that's what I need to work on. And that's what my mental health has taught me. I think for me, my struggles with my mental health um, have taught me just to, uh, I guess really the way that I look at it is it's it's kind of taught me to have a deeper well. And what I mean by that is just like more tolerance for bullshit. Because um, like I really noticed like, like you were saying, I have a short fuse for a lot of things yeah. and like seeing the negative effects of having a short fuse really makes me kind of disgusted in myself. Um, but the positive that I take out of it is that like 
I can kind of suppress like that automaticity, I guess is what you call it. Like just that automatic thought process that happens in your brain, like automatic emotional response. Like you have the power to control that. And um, I've been learning. I've been getting better, better, better and better with it over the years. But obviously there's still a lot of work to do. But I would say that's that's like the number one thing that I've learned from my struggles with my mental health is just you have to be able to control yourself. And self-control has been one of the hardest things for me to master my entire life. That's what it is. Okay, that's why I've been feeling more um, I'm comfortable with having a short fuse because, as we know, I don't like losing control of things. And that's what I've been feeling. I just didn't realize it until you said that. Hmm. Oh, wow. What about you, Zach? What would you say is your thing over here? I mean, to be honest, I can't really draw much, like, positivity from, like, some of the stuff I've been feeling over the years because I think I just haven't been able to properly address it and handle it correctly. I'm still kind of in the process of doing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, this, I just, yeah, I don't, it's kind of it. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I could totally understand that. It's, it's difficult, especially like when you're going through, just a lot of different things. It's it's hard to see like the positive in it, if mm-hmm. or if there even is any in it. Um, would you say it's just difficult for you to find it, or would you say that there's like absolutely no positive in in the negative things that happen in your brain in your mind? No, I'm sure there's positivity to it. I mean, you can always like, you know, gain you know some good perspective out of it. Like any situation, it's just I don't know if it's that I choose not to, or I just am not able to see it. Or I don't I don't think I'm that oblivious, but it's just I don't I don't know, man. It's like I don't think you're oblivious. Honestly, knowing you, I think genuinely and probably correct me if you're if I'm wrong here. But what I think it is or what your mind thinks of it is common sense, like the niceness or the positive side should be common sense. Therefore, it is common sense to you. And that's why you don't look at it, because I feel like whenever you tell me something, I'm like, well, that that that's a good thing. You're like, mm, blah, blah. so I don't know. I I'm not in your brain, but I feel like that's what it. Comes I think from, what maybe. she's trying to say is like maybe you take the positive things for granted because like you just feel like that's that's like what it should be already. Yeah. And you like maybe you don't give enough significance to it as you should, but that's just my yeah. Well, that may, kind of makes me feel like a really shitty person then, because I that, that, because I that kind of I, I kind of that kind of come, makes me come off as an ungrateful bastard. So I don't know, like that I just that that, that that kind of disturbs me even more to be honest. If if that's yeah, reality, grateful thing. I think it's the yeah, opposite. I think that makes you, I don't know, it, it makes you more genuine. I don't know. I would say it just it, it makes you more caring than other people. There you go, caring. It makes you more caring than other people. Because a lot of people, dude, like, let's be real here. Like, we honestly, like, unscripted bullshit. Like, dude, we've hung around some fucking assholes. Like, mm-hmm. me and you, we've been friends for 10 yep. years. Like, we've hung around people who genuinely could, could not give a fuck whether we lived or die. You know, treated us like we were shit on the bottom of their shoe. We've both been through that. You yeah, know and, we've, I mean? and we've given a lot to these people. And that's what I'm that, saying. That you're speaking so, of. so for you to fucking be sitting here and being like, oh, that makes me a selfish person, you know damn well that's bullshit and you're lying to yourself when you say that. Because we've been around worse people. And yeah, you could say, well, you could question yourself, are we? Are they really worse? Dude, you know damn well the answer to that is yes. You would never, you would never steal from somebody behind their back. You would never knowingly rob somebody or give them, you know, two options and both options fuck them over. You know what I mean? Unlike the people that we've been around in our lives. You would never do that to somebody. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but no, nah, that's not in my nature. But right. genuinely, genuinely speaking, and like, you know, this I, I, originally I wasn't going to say any of this shit, but for real, for real, like, you know, give yourself some more credit, man, because I do the same thing kind of too. You know, I blame myself for like stupid shit that I've done, you know, people that I've fucked over in the past. But like a lot of people that I fucked over in the past, for me personally, man, they were screwing me over for, you know, years, years. on end. And I feel no remorse for what I did, you know, honestly. And maybe that's a bad thing, but I, I don't care. I don't know. And I think you saying, like, I think I think because you take, like, you know, the niceness that you have for granted, I don't know. I feel like you weigh yourself down a lot more than, than you would if you just, you know, understood the fact that it's a rarity to be as nice as you are, honestly. Yeah. And I think you do understand that on a certain level. It's just, you know, it's hard for you to come to terms with that. Yeah, I think it just kind of goes back to the whole perception of me thing where people like people just like see who I am and they automatically like assume that I'm just like a pushover or I'm just trying to use them because that's their tactic of trying to gain someone's trust by being a nice person disingenuously. So mm-hmm. um and I I guess that 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 that, per, that type of perception that type of perception just kind of I don't know messes with me to a degree. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but... I think it makes sense to me. But that's because we know you, you know? Yeah. So, I hear you. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's just important to, you know, if you're listening to this in our conversation here, it's important to understand that you should give yourself credit when the credit is due. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a common theme that we've been talking about, I want to say, like, over the past few episodes, but mm-hmm. be proud of yourself when you have a chance to because... You know, nobody else ever will. Yeah. Maybe your parents, but, you know, when they're gone, who else is left, really? Most people don't really give a shit. Maybe some friends, but, like, other than that, really, who else? So you got to be proud of yourself, you know? It sounds hypocritical because we say we can't be proud of ourselves, but we're trying. We try. We, we genuinely we try. try. And I, I, I am proud of myself for certain things. I, I, guess, I guess if there's one positive aspect to, like, all the shit I struggle with is, like, yeah, I do have, like, pride in the fact that I'm able to, like, maintain my spirit to to a degree, so... As, as corny yeah. as corny as that sounds, and that that's what I was trying to avoid coming off as, and maybe it's even more corny with me, like just admitting it after saying all of that like dark shit that I it's feel. It's not corny, man. It's I don't know. It's just true. It's the human condition, and I feel like I feel like honestly, man, a lot more people relate to what you're saying right now than you think. I definitely do. I definitely do, and that's like all this mic microphone show bullshit. I'm just speaking in the mic because I want people to hear what I'm saying, but like for real, dude, like I genuinely do agree with like what you're saying and i definitely feel like where you're coming from maybe not necessarily in the same way because your experiences are different than mine but i i can understand like what you're saying for sure and, okay and I, I appreciate that you're welcome i'm just kidding but on a lighter note yes i think that pretty much wraps up today's show yeah thank you for coming on to our show today zach yeah no problem i really appreciate it yeah Always, always a decent time. It is. Yeah. And um, once again, if you're a follower of the show, make sure you keep following us. But if you're not, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you guys can follow me on Instagram if you'd like at Zach underscore Balance. Um, there's a link to my Spotify account for my music. If you guys want to um, check out some of my songs, they're there. Also on SoundCloud at um, Zach Balance, YouTube, Zach Balance, uh, pretty much every platform I'm on. So, yeah, 
much love, much appreciated. If you do follow, I'll follow you back most likely soon. And then also, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or would like to send us your stories, please send it over to brahmentilitypodcast at gmail.com. We've actually been getting some stories in, and I think we're going to go ahead and do a show soon about them. Yep. But other than that, have a good day. Have a good day. Bye.